Welcome to the Multipurpose Room, a podcast helping school organizations and school administrations achieve their goals. Each episode discusses real-life topics that PTAs, PTOs, and school staff are dealing with. Our hosts and guests offer practical tips, learnings, and best practices to achieve their desired outcomes. And here are your hosts, Wesley and Deborah Jones. So Wes, I recently attended an ideas exchange put on by the California PTA. And at the outset, the ideas exchange was actually about membership, which was really interesting. And and we'll talk about that in a future episode. But at the outset, the staff was talking about the questions that they've recently received and a lot of angst around PTA in a pandemic. Why bother? I mean, should the PTA even exist when schools are virtual and they can't really build that community? On the other side, the staff member said, it's a pandemic. The PTA really needs to lean in. We need our PTA more than ever. So I thought we could have a discussion around that. And just thinking back to when you were a kid, put yourself in your eight-year-old shoes or your 10-year-old shoes. Okay. What was the PTA to you as a kid? What I remember the most about the PTA is fun runs, actually. (laughs) That and fundraising. What about you? I remember our school field day. I remember very vividly my first field day, and I was on the yellow team, and neon was really in style at the time in the 80s. And so I had this neon yellow shirt and these neon yellow socks up to my knees, and I'm sure I was no good at any of the athletic events, but it was a lot of fun, and I just have these vivid memories and, frankly, a lot of pictures from that day. Yeah, I think that's what the PTA can inject in a school is good activity and things that kids can enjoy at the school. Those are all in person. So on the one hand, I get why people are asking that question. Do you remember any virtual events that the PTA did when you were a kid? No, but virtual didn't really exist when I was a kid either. So That's fair. What about as a parent? So you're a parent of two girls. What does the PTA mean to you as a parent? What it means to me is the medium. What do you mean by that? They're in between the student themselves and the school leader. And what we're doing is we're kind of giving, as being a participant in PTA, We're kind of giving them perspective of what our child is going through. And I think the more parents that participate in the PTA can give school leaders more perspective of what all students are going through. So you've participated in the PTA for, I don't know, five or six years, is that right? Yeah, somewhere around there. And has it all been in person or have there been virtual exchanges? Now there's a lot more virtual exchanges. Uh, The majority of what I've attended before was in person Friday meetings or whatever day it was in the multi-purpose room. I think that one of the reasons a lot of this stuff was in person is because that was our primary way of interacting in a school environment, right? Yeah, I think that everything kind of centers around the school. And even with the PTA members or meetings, it was everything was about being kind of in that space and, and helping that space out. Yeah, and the brick and mortar itself. And I, I don't know that There was really a lot of virtual opportunities in the school generally. You know, there's a computer lab in most schools I've been in. But other than that, it was all centered around the brick and mortar. So it makes sense that the PTA was as well. And I think that's more more or less it's opportunity. As we get more into a virtual world, as computers and technology and Internet becomes more important, I think it's a good place for PTA to jump in and have their meetings online and be able to start going towards a more online presence. But just being the devil's advocate for a minute, if if all the PTA centered around these in-person events and creating this cohesive culture and being that go-between the brick and mortar and the student, why not put things on pause while we're in a virtual or a hybrid environment? 
Well, I mean, one, learning never stops. And two, the way I always look at it is kind of a perspective, almost like business, right? Just because something happens, like a pandemic, doesn't mean you, you have to stop. I think more than anything, they should be looking at where the opportunity lies and try to go there. Yeah, I totally agree. I actually think that there's a lot of innovation and positive change that can come out of something like this. The way that this has happened is not ideal, but if we look at silver linings, there are a lot of opportunities to change the educational system at all levels and a lot of great opportunities for the PTA to lean in. I mean, if you think about it, there is going to be that gap of the school culture now that we're virtual or hybrid. Who better to lean in right there than the PTA? Absolutely. And I'm curious, when you attended this virtual PTA meeting, did they have any specific tips that they were giving to PTA parents to kind of dig in more? It was all about membership and membership drives. And so the virtual element was secondary to the membership drive element. But interestingly enough, I would say 95% of the suggestions that had worked previously for increasing membership would translate just as well in the virtual world. I think there was only one that involved like an in-person event. Every other suggestion would have translated perfectly virtually, including one of my favorites, which this is kind of an aside, but I'll mention it here. It was a contest where a prize was given to the family who recruited the PTA member from the furthest away. Because you don't need to be connected with the school, with a child in the school to be a PTA member. It can be anybody. And so they gave a prize for the person who recruited the new member that was furthest away from the location of the school. Of course they did that virtually. I'm doing air quotes here. Because they either had to call that person or email that person or whatever it is. And that person would have participated as a PTA member very virtually because they were not in the same city. And I believe that it was like 3,000 miles away or something that that school got the member from. So I, that is something that translates perfectly in, in today's world. That's awesome. We should totally steal that idea. It really <laughs> sounds fun. Yeah, it is a great idea. And I mean, you've talked to a lot of PTA parents. What are some of the other things that you're seeing PTAs do virtually that's helping with that connection and community? Well, one thing that I'm very happy to see, and I've always thought it had a place and it should have been as well, is having their PTA meetings online. Yeah. And I think that's one of the smartest things that they could ever do is not everybody can attend a PTA meeting in person. Always thought they should live online. And now that they're being forced with COVID, I think we're, we're actually going to see an increase in PTA participation because even when things go back to whatever normal will be, if you're a parent and you can't make make it to a meeting and now they're already used to having online sessions now you can just tune in and watch what's going on and participate from anywhere and i think that's great and i I think it'll help move the ball forward well as you know i used to travel a lot for my job and i would have absolutely attended the meetings virtually from wherever i was they're usually in the evening so i could totally attend but there was no medium to do so you're right it's perfect and it's great um, that this has happened one of the things that i actually found interesting in this webinar was that Many PTA bylaws actually require in-person meetings, which creates a bit of a conundrum right now where you can't have an in-person meeting to change that bylaw. So there's some PTAs struggling with that exact issue. However, 
once you change that, I think it does offer a lot more flexibility, does increase membership. And I, I do think that that's a benefit to the PTA moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I've also been saying is that the social media presence has increased dramatically. And you'll see a lot more PTAs participating in Facebook and Instagram and postings. And not only talking about the PTA or their benefits, but really just giving out news for the schools of what's happening, when will schools reopen, what event dates are happening, how graduation's gonna unfold. So it's really interesting that they're, they're moving forward in, in a virtual environment and it, they've really done a good job. Some of my favorite events are seeing drive-through socials, <laughs> yes. which is super fun. Like for an ice cream social, somebody's handing out ice cream, for example, or you're scooping your own ice cream, but it's sort of a drive-through situation. Another one that I thought was great was a food truck fundraiser where everybody kept their distance, people wore masks, it was outside for the most part, and people were able to socialize a little bit as well as fundraise for the PTA. They're moving their spirit wear stores online, as we've seen and talked about in another episode. Any other uh, social events that you're seeing move more online? Maybe like auctions? Have you seen a lot about that? I've seen a couple pop up here and there. And again, as we keep going into this COVID world and schools changing and and everything is changing, I think we're going to see more and more of those. I think we both agree that it's time to lean in. And if you look at the mission of the PTA generally, I think you mentioned, you know, being that connection with the community, being an advocate for the children. I mean, that's more important than ever. The other area that we haven't really talked about that I find super interesting and that PTA plays a large role in is communication. You've seen your kids' school recently move online, and particularly last spring. I mean, do you see a role for the PTA there in helping the school to communicate? Yeah, absolutely. If I'm not seeing a message that comes through email, sometimes I'll just miss it just because we all have busy lives. Every now and then I'll see something that'll pop up on Instagram as an update. And I said, oh, wow, I'm glad I saw it here because I didn't catch it. And I think there'll be more of those opportunities to, to catch parents where they are. Instead of thinking that you'll reach them by email, maybe you won't. Maybe you'll reach them with a tweet. So as we keep going through this, I think schools and PTAs are going to get more innovative. So it sounds like we're on the same page of what PTAs are doing and, and how they're evolving But if you had to summarize what PTAs should be doing right now, what do you think that you would say? I think they should be continuing meetings. To your point, they can be virtual, and there's a lot of different technologies that they can leverage, which we can come back to. They should be updating their bylaws and policies to make sure that they work in this new world. Great point. They should be communicating with parents, as we've talked about. They should be the cultural champions for the school culture and making sure that that school culture is continuing well virtual or hybrid. And they should continue developing their membership and finally continue their activism. Great points. So what do you think in particular they could be doing to update their bylaws to match what's happening right now? So we talked a little bit about how some bylaws don't allow for virtual meetings. So definitely updating them to specifically allow for virtual meetings because Even if the bylaws don't prohibit them, sometimes the bylaws are silent on the meeting format. And I think being clear that attendance virtually does meet your quorum requirements is is really important. The second is membership options for supporters from afar. Again, making clear that that is okay to have members from afar or officers 
who may not be in the physical area. So a lot of people, for example, are traveling and doing their schooling from somewhere else right now. So a PTA parent would then not be in the local vicinity, even though they may, their child may be attending the school. So just clarifying bylaws um, in that manner. Allowing for electronic submission of receipts. That's a big one. A lot was done in person and physical copies of receipts were required by treasurers. So making sure your bylaws allow for electronic means of reimbursements. And finally, how to manage their mail. Again, another physical thing that may not be uh, able to be managed in the same way right now. And so making sure that their bylaws and policies allow for that type of remote management of mail. Earlier, you mentioned being a culture champion. Can you actually explain that a little bit further? Yeah, it's what we were talking about as we were kids. What we remember from the PTA is these in-person events. Well, that doesn't have to stop because we're virtual making sure that they are continuing to reinforce the culture through the communications to parents, making sure that they are continuing with events. You can do fun runs virtually. You can do online auctions. You can do ice cream socials, drive-bys, like we said. You can do Spirit Wear Fridays to make sure that the community, the school community, is still feeling like a community, even though everybody's online. I think the PTA can really do a lot there, and they can have a lot of fun with it. Social media becomes a big part of this, but, you know, having contests on social media, making sure that there is still that interaction and that sense of community. Those are all great points. Wes, you're more technology savvy than than I am. Uh, So I'll ask you this question. If I'm a PTA member trying to figure out where do I start with online meetings? We have no technology that we've bought as the PTA. Where do I go? Yeah, there's there's a number of free tools that you can use now. Go to Meeting, Zoom, Slack, GroupMe. I mean, even Facebook Messenger is a great way to host meetings and pass information as well as Google Hangouts. So it could be as simple as using tools that you're already using at home. Google Hangouts is one that I've been using a lot recently, and I was surprised at how easy it is. And it's absolutely no cost. And uh, you can definitely do meetings that way. So a lot of great technology evolution in the last several months that PTAs can take advantage of. For those PTA leaders who are sitting there maybe wondering, why bother? I mean, what would be your words to them? I would say dig in. Education doesn't stop just because there's a pandemic. The show must go on, as they say in Hollywood, right? So the same thing with schools. If there's new tools or if there's new technology or if there's a pandemic that's in the way, we can't stop. We have to keep going. I would agree. I would say as a parent, we need you. We appreciate you. And keep doing what you're doing because it means a lot. The communications mean a lot. The virtual events connection means a lot. And we appreciate you. Thank you, PTAs. This show has been brought to you by K-12 Clothing. K-12 Clothing is a PTA dad-created business focused on providing high-quality school apparel while increasing access to educational resources through fundraising in schools. Learn more at k12clothing.com. Make sure to visit our website at themultipurposeroom.school to subscribe to this show. If you like the topics on this show, we share additional resources on our company blog at k12clothing.com and click on blog. Thanks to Squad Locker for making this show possible, and we'll see you next week in the multi-purpose room.